We go to the Auburn Bank phone line, and we got Kevin Ives on here for a Monday chat about Auburn baseball. He is at AUPPL on Twitter. Kevin, as always, the time is greatly appreciated, and what a fun time to be an Auburn baseball fan. Is uh, They've been as hot as they possibly could be here the last three weeks or so. Absolutely. They've been basically the hottest team in the SEC. I mean, going 12-3 and um, in the back half of the season, um, finishing the season with eight straight SEC wins, um, the two against LSU, and then back-to-back sweeps against Ole Miss and Missouri, and really playing some of their best baseball um, of late and really putting themselves in position from about two weeks ago, you're playing to where you want to try to just make an NCAA regional to now, you're, you're in a position where you may be able to host an NCAA regional with a couple more wins, and then you might have an outside shot and being a top eight seed. Now, there's a lot of baseball to play, but from where the the first half of the SEC season started to where they've ended up, just that turnaround is huge, and it, I think it's um, really a testament to what um, Coach Thompson has done and um, the leadership from, like, Casey Howell and, the, um, and Nate LaRue and some of the other seniors, just how they didn't really pack it in. Um, they just knew that they just had to keep battling and come out week after week, and um, – it's really, really been good to see and really fun to watch. And it's been some exciting games this weekend. You know, got the sweep, had a cover mind victory on Saturday, um, battled through a doubleheader on Friday, which is always kind of tough to win both games with a doubleheader. Um, and now you open up SEC tournament play, weather permitting, with Missouri again. Uh, so it'll be a four straight game against Missouri. But um, I think Auburn's going to be ready and, and know that there's a lot of things that they can do and, and that can happen and all they have to do is win and and kevin i mean when we look back at this this series before we go all the way in the sec tournament play here uh, i was really impressed with this pitching staff again because i feel like a lot of the uh, revitalization of it over the last few weeks has been about tommy vale and christian herberholz being uh, so good and starting to be steady in those starting spots. Well, they didn't get either one to start this weekend, obviously trying to right. protect Herbert Holes' injury and then with, with Vale having a, a stomach virus. So I just what is it about this pitching staff? I guess it's just control. They've, they've found the strike zone. I mean, how has this, how's this spread down the line for this pitching rotation? I think a lot of it is control. And I think the biggest thing is just trust, just trusting the stuff that you have. Um, and, and trusting your capabilities. I mean, you look at Chase Alsop's start was huge. I mean, he did a career um, high in seven innings, had a career high in seven strikeouts, and you've seen him progress week after week after week, and that really kind of set the tone um, for the rest of this for the rest of this series. I mean, they'd open up it, open up with a shutout, keep a Missouri offense at bay. I mean, Missouri, you know, didn't really light up the scoreboard, but. That has to be a credit to Auburn's pitching staff. But Missouri is a good team offensively, and they're they're a team that was able in past games to create chaos and kind of battle until the last out. But I, but you saw this weekend that Auburn didn't give up big innings, didn't give up a ton of walks, um, and really didn't make a lot of mistakes. And so they were able to kind of just play very workmanlike um, on the mound. Um, I think it was I, I, I got to look. I think it was like twelve point one of shutout innings. Um, you know, to sort of kind of start this weekend. And um, I think little by little when guys are getting in, they're getting more confident. Will Cannon um, is a, is really good in the back end. Drew Nelson um, has really, really come on as well. And those are, you know, younger guys. Drew's a true freshman, and, and Will 
uh, I think as a sophomore, and you just kind of you see guys kind of fitting into roles and seeing um, kind of seeing where they where their puzzle piece fits on the on the in the pitching staff, um, and it's translated to wins, and that's been a good thing. Kevin, it's never as simple as one thing, but in your best guess, four weeks ago, what changed within Auburn baseball to get them to where they could go on a run like this? I think it was I think it was a couple different things. I think one of the things, obviously, the pitching staff having that turnaround is the biggest thing, and the and limiting the amount of walks, um, limiting the amount of hit by pitches, um, and limiting the mistakes, and letting your the defense play. Auburn has a really really good defense, and just putting the ball in play, not being afraid of the strike zone, um, I think has really been a key on on the on the mound. I mean, there's no more kind of nipping around and and, and kind of getting a feel for stuff. You're just going to go and you're just going to have your best on their best and see. Um, you've seen Auburn really, you know, emphasize a lot of fastballs, uh, a lot of control and location. I think has been kind of the biggest thing on the mound. And then the offense really has also been key. You know, the offense has just been consistent, and that's the best thing about the offense. The offense has not really slumped, and you've, you've seen games where the top of the order may have struggled a little, but then the, then the bottom of the order is picking them up. And then when everything clicks, it's just kind of a juggernaut, and it's you know really exciting to watch. Power numbers um, from Bryson have been huge. Uh, McMurray, everybody else, even Nate LaRue, you know, he's, he's come on strong. And so I think guys are just more comfortable and they're more confident and as you win, that confidence is just contagious. Kevin, as, as we look towards the uh, SEC tournament now coming up, uh, what do you think? I mean, obviously the projections right now have Auburn as a host for an NCAA regional. Uh, can they afford to lose a game and still be able to host? Uh, do they need to at least win one? Do they need to make a deep, uh, you know, a, a decent run in the tournament? I mean, what, what do you feel like Auburn's sitting right now as far as that goes? I think you, you have to win at least one because – and then you have to win that opening game just because of how the tournament's set up and you've got that single elimination part set up. So if you win one, you're going to guarantee yourself two more games. And even if you lose those games, they're going to be against teams that have a high enough RPI that you may actually get a slight bump just by losing to them. Um, you know, if Auburn beats Missouri tomorrow, then they'll play Vanderbilt. Um, and then from there, you know, that side of the, you know, that side of the bracket is kind of, um, would be pretty pretty favorable for Auburn. I don't want to say favorable, but they're going to have good teams. They're going to have high RPIs, and Auburn's going to be able to compete. But it's really going to start um, just winning that first game and setting the tone and seeing. And the deeper you go, the more comfortable you're going to feel. And then you may start to creep into that top eight territory, um, which would be unreal if that's how everything finishes. But um, if you're watching the SEC tournament, you you kind of you want to watch some of the other games. You really want Alabama to lose. Um, I think most Auburn fans do, but you really want Alabama to lose because Kentucky is already kind of a lock as a host, even though they've kind of scuffled. Um, and that puts Alabama kind of a little bit below, at least two games below the, the win total um, in the SEC compared to Auburn. And then you want um, Tennessee to lose uh, because really it's those three schools you're kind of chasing for that are kind of chasing for those um, last spots. And then you kind of want to keep an eye out for South Carolina too, because they have managed to play themselves out of a host, unfortunately. And so you got to see how they um, respond um, if they go on a little bit of a run to get themselves back in the order. Um, because right now in the SEC, you you probably got the four guaranteed hosts. You got Arkansas, you've got Vanderbilt, Florida, um, and LSU. 
and then Kentucky would make five. And so the SEC could really get two more. Um, and so now it's kind of that three-team race between Tennessee, um, Auburn, and Alabama, and then South Carolina. If they play themselves back in, um, you know, would kind of be a would kind of be another one you can kind of add to it. So, but yeah, it's all going to start tomorrow, and it's all going to start with winning that first game because um, you never want to have those short trips in Hoover. One more question here on the resume, I guess, and then we'll have a couple for you on the SEC tournament. But when you're looking at resume, and maybe this is just me being scarred by the softball side of things because softball felt like it should host. It was it was not a host despite being third in the SEC because of basically not having, I, I, I suppose, the, the non-conference resume that the, the committee was looking for. So when it pertains to this baseball team, obviously it has been red hot the last four weeks. But, uh, you know, what is its overall resume looking like? Is is the non-conference something that could be a determining factor that could keep Auburn from hosting, or do you feel like they had uh, enough of a non-conference schedule for that not to be an issue? I don't think that's going to be an issue because I think you have a good mix, and really the only blemish on the non-conference schedule is um, losing that series to southeastern Louisiana and them kind of um, ending the season 25-25. and 25. So that's that's not the best, but then you look at some of the other series. Lipscomb um, won the A Sun, um, and so you t- you swept Lipscomb in a pretty strong ba- you know in a pretty strong baseball conference. So that's that's a kind of another um, thing to kind of hang your hat on. Took a series from USC, who really kind of turned it around. You know they're going to play in that Pac-12 tournament. They're probably going to make the tournament as well. Um, and then Indiana, you know I think Indiana is going to be the fourth seed in the Big Ten tournament, and they can go on a run as well. And so you, you don't have a lot of RPI anchors, and I think that's the, the biggest thing. I mean, Auburn did what they can. Um, when it comes to schedule, they, they scheduled strong. Um, they scheduled a, kind of a good mix of, of schools, um, you know, that are kind of power five and then not, and um, really came out ahead. And I think the biggest thing for Auburn, if you're a committee and you're looking at them, is how they played – down the stretch, and that's going to what's that's going to kind of what's going to separate a team like Auburn from South Carolina or even Kentucky in some of that regards because um, you know Auburn has won you know five straight series um, and has really played its best baseball lately and historically that gets rewarded if you're if you're hot you know as as the season goes on you haven't kind of um, petered out a bit um, those strong finishes really kind of turn some heads a bit so. Right now, the biggest thing is you, you focus on Tuesday, you win that game, because everything else is going to be out of your control. So the only thing you can control right now is just winning games. And so the more you win, more comfortable you can feel. Um, and if Auburn gets shipped off to a regional, doesn't get to host, so be it. They're probably, not, I guarantee you that wherever they go, if they end up not hosting, they're not, they're, the team that they, that they're going to be playing against is not going to be happy to have Auburn in the regional. So. Um, it's definitely a thing where you just want to win games and starts with tomorrow. And with this SEC tournament, I'm curious now, obviously Auburn's got to win their first game, something they have not done in several years. They've not won in Hoover in a while. Uh, but if they do get through Missouri, I mean, you have these four behemoths that have the double buys, LSU, Arkansas, Florida, and Vandy, who who Auburn would play. I mean, is that the best situation? Just how do you like how it shook out for Auburn in terms of who they would be uh, matched up with there in the bottom half of the bracket? 
I like it. I like it a bit because I think we're we're Auburn is kind of sitting in that bracket, especially drawing Vanderbilt in the next round is going to be a big deal um, because it's going to be a new win. It's not going to be a team that you've already played a little bit, um, and it's going to be a team that if you you know beat Missouri, which you know we're still going to emphasize that, um, you know you get that Vanderbilt game and you get that win against Vanderbilt. That's a that's a another huge stepping stone and may jump up your RPI. You know, two or three levels at that point, um, and I think just the SEC is going to be strong. It, it already is strong RPI wise, and that's why the the tournament is so important. Just winning those games um, because each one of those wins is just going to improve you more and more and more. Talking to Kevin Ives today on Sports Call. He is at AUPPL on Twitter. Last question for you, Kevin. It is a two-parter. Have a little fun here. First, are you going? Or are you planning to go to Hoover at all this week? And two, I'm going to make you pick a time for when this game actually starts. Do you even go with Tuesday, or are we are we saying there's going to be enough rain to push it to Wednesday? Uh, obviously, infamously slow in Hoover. So, give me an actual start time for when this thing will, will happen. I would say the first of all, I'm not going to be able to make the trip. Um, I'm going to have to to sit this one out uh, and watch from afar. Just got to too much kind of going on with work and, and some other things. So as for first pitch on Tuesday, I do think they'll get it in on Tuesday, but it probably won't be until like 9 o'clock, 9.30 when they get it in. So if I had to give like a, probably an official start time because there's probably going to be some rain, I don't know if it's going to be enough to, to hit into those delays because you've got that kind of middle block um, where you're they're kind of working some of the delays. So even if you have a delay in the morning, um you're just going to eat into that time in the middle when that before that third game starts. Um, I don't know. I'd probably say nine thirty. Uh, I think at the um, maybe for first pitch, and then just just wacky late night baseball again. Yeah, you just never know. And, and look, I mean, it's it's postseason baseball, so you you gotta you gotta empty the bullpen to try try and save the season. You just you just it's just so slow. And I, I look, I'm not complaining. Don't think I'm complaining. I'm just saying that that you know to estimate a start time of eight o'clock just feels very ambitious. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I agree with you. I think it'd be in the nine o'clock hour. But Kevin, as always, we appreciate the the time with us this week. We we hope we have a lot of success uh, to talk about with the with the SEC baseball tournament and uh, we'll talk after the, the regional announcements and, and hopefully uh, we'll be hosting and have a lot of fun stuff to talk about you about with you next week but again we certainly appreciate the time today. No problem. Thank you guys.